Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki One sentence summary Rich Dad, Poor Dad shows you how to start a journey to wealth by teaching you the right mindset, accounting basics and wealth building strategies even if you've had no clue about personal finance until now. My favorite quote from the author is The main reason that over 90% of the American public struggles financially is because they play not to lose. They don't play to win. Robert Kiyosaki This book is a modern classic of personal finance. Although controversial and often heavily criticized, people have decided it's worth reading. Otherwise, it wouldn't have sold over 2 million copies. In the book, Robert Kiyosaki tells the story of his two dads in his childhood his own father, and the father of his best friend. While he loved both, they were very different when it came to dealing with finances. The summary on Blinkist starts with the idea that many of us are too afraid of being branded, branded as a weirdo in order to exit the rat race. We let the two main emotions everyone has around money dominate our decisions, fear and greed. That's why we still stick to the outdated mantra, go to school, go to college, get a job, play it safe when in reality, no job is safe anymore. For example, when you get a raise at your job, a wise choice would be to invest the extra money in something that builds wealth, like stocks or bonds, which has medium to high risk, but also a very high reward. Maybe you find a good fund with a 60% chance to double your money within a year, but a 40% chance of losing it all. However, most likely, your fear of losing the money altogether will keep you from doing so. But when your greed takes over, you might then spend the extra money on an improved lifestyle, like buying a car and the payments eat up the money. This way, you're guaranteed to lose 100% of your money. This already gives you a glimpse of how important it is to educate yourself financially. Since we receive no financial education in school or college, sadly, this is entirely up to you. Look around and you'll see plenty of financially ignorant people in your own life. Just take a look at local politicians. Is their city in debt? Your mayor might be a great mayor, but unfortunately, no one ever taught him how to deal with money. For the same reason, 38% of Americans don't save anything for their retirement. The only way for you to counteract this is to start now. Today is the youngest you'll ever be, so take a close look at what you can and can't afford. This way, you'll be able to set realistic financial goals, even if it means waiting a few more years for that shiny new BMW. Next, adopt the mindset of work to learn instead of work to earn. Take a job in a field you have no clue about, such as sales, customer service or communications, to develop new skills. You never know what they might be good for. Set aside 5% of your income each month to buy books, courses and attend seminars on personal finance to start building your financial IQ. The first step towards building wealth lies in the mindset of managing risks, instead of avoiding them. And learning about investments will teach you that it's better to not play it safe because that always means missing out on big potential rewards. Don't start big, just set aside a small amount like $1000 or even $100 and invest it in stocks, bonds, or even tax lien certificates. Treat the money as if it's gone forever, and you'll worry less about losing it. As soon as you start your journey towards wealth, you'll realize that it'll be quite a long one. That's why it's important to stay motivated. Kiyosaki suggests creating an I want and an I don't want list, with items like, I want to retire at age 50, or I don't want to end up like my broke uncle. 
Another idea is to pay yourself first each month. Take the portion of your salary you want to spend on stocks or your financial education, invest it and pay your bills afterwards. It'll create pressure to be creative in making money and show you what you can afford. Use your money to acquire assets instead of liabilities. Assets are stocks, bonds, real estate that you rent out, royalties, for example from music, and anything that generates money and increases in value over time. Liabilities can be cars or electronics with maintenance costs and monthly payments, a house with a mortgage and of course debt. Basically anything that takes money out of your pocket each month. There's no rush. Just stay at your full-time job and mind your own business. In this case, your job is what pays the bills and your business is what makes you wealthy. Build your business on the side and use it to invest in assets until your assets eventually become the main source of your income. You can even file a corporation to be taxed only after you've earned and invested, instead of being taxed before investing as an employee and trying to live off what's left. The most important thing is that you start today. You are your own biggest asset, so the first thing you should put some money into is yourself. My personal takeaways from Rich Dad Poor Dad for 2017. This is, I think, the first personal finance book I have read. I read the summary on Blinkist for this book and then I very quickly afterwards got the book and read that. I think it's actually the first personal finance book I read. And some people call it cheesy. Some people say, ah, the stories aren't really true that he tells in there, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that matters because the story he tells gets the message across and he explains personal finance in a very simple way. So if you're just starting out with personal finance, this is a great book to start with. Um, Some of my biggest takeaways that have stuck with me until today is the the biggest one, I think, uh, or two, two major ones. Liabilities versus assets. So after reading his definition of what a liability or what an asset really is, because before I only knew it from an accounting standpoint, and that's super complicated, um, his definition of an asset is something that puts more money into your pocket each month. That's it. His definition of a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket every month. That's it. So if you look at everything you buy in terms of is this an asset or a liability, if you ask that question for everything you buy, that makes it super easy to not spend money on dumb stuff like, I don't know, a new stereo system or an expensive TV when you have one that works. Um, And then try to find things that actually would um, increase their value over time. So you would think about, hmm, can I get this this uh, old spike here at the flea market because do I think it's worth more than they're selling it for or will this go up in value over time or should I put my money into stocks or because there's not that many things that are true assets um, and this will make you creative in um, how you spend your money. The second big takeaway is pay yourself first. It's very scary to have your income and then say I'm taking 10% and I recommend 10% because you can you can take away one-tenth of what you make and still be fine in almost any case, no matter how much you make, because it's just one-tenth. It's not a fixed amount. Um, it's scary to take away those 10% the first month and say, like, okay, I'm putting those in stocks and they're gone, and now all you have left is 90% of your income. It's kind of scary at first, but you realize if you don't do it before you do anything else, it's never going to happen. So I think I started that the very month I read that book, December 2015 
I think in January I first put money into stocks and I've been doing the 10% thing ever since. Uh, even so, uh, even with my income having increased and such, uh, I still put 10% of it into stocks every single month. Um, and lastly, um, the part about acquiring uh, two, two more small things, uh, liabilities, um, the example where you would spend a raise on something like a new car, uh, the general rule is if people um, increase their... If people have more money available all of a sudden, they will increase their lifestyle and bump it up to even 30% more. So what does that mean? Uh, let's say you go from uh, $90,000 a year to $100,000 a year. What most people is do, they up their lifestyle from a uh, $90,000 a year lifestyle to a $120,000 a year lifestyle. So the lifestyle, the expected lifestyle you can get from a raise goes up triple as much as your actual income and that's a huge problem because that gets people into more and more debt so don't be like those people or like the majority of people and lastly when you treat the money you take out of your paycheck and invest every month as gone completely gone that's a very at first very scary but then very relieving thought because you don't have to worry about it you know you can leave them in your investments let them collect their value over time and not worry about oh do i sell my stocks now and so on and so forth so hope those add to the point hope you'll start investing and see you on the next one